On today's first round KO, we talk about Kareem Hunt signing with the Cleveland Browns, Kyler Murray deciding to play in the NFL. We talk about some WWE stuff, Dean Ambrose versus Nia Jax. We talk about um, Becky Lynch, and we talk about Mustafa Ali being out of Elimination Chamber. Let's get it. On the road. One day to call my mama to remind her we ain't broke. I'm on the move with it. They are watching like what he do with it. It's a night I'm on the move with it. They are watching like what he do with it. Look at him go, look at him go. Welcome to the most must-hear WSUW Sports Podcast in history. Welcome to First Round KO. I am your host, KO, a.k.a. Howard J. Dingers, and I am joined, as always, by Mr. Connor J.D. Moore. Has anyone seen Big Hero 6? No, actually. Okay, because they mentioned a lot of it. In, it's in KH3, and, they, and I guess the part of where I'm at is, I guess, towards the middle, I guess, to the last half of the, of the movie. So, and I'm literally lost on plot yeah i've um i've heard the fallout boy song does that count immortals yeah we've all heard the fallout boy song <laughs> Wait, that's from big hero 6 yeah that yeah that was one of the main songs from the big hero oh. 6 it was it was in their album all right they, they brought yeah. out an album but it was like the the big track yeah off of big hero and 6 so then like it didn't go anywhere except for your ears all the time so it kind of I, I hated that song for a while but now i listen to it and it's like this is like i like did the remix off the remix album is better just saying anyway we also have tom in here with us if you if you haven't already noticed so yeah i disagree about the remix album but you know the whole album oh just that song oh and uh, american psycho yeah, I'd agree with that. The American Psycho remix was good, but okay. I, I, you're saying. I didn't mean the whole album, just Immortals. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it's been a weird, it's been a weird week. Mm-hmm. Bro, it's Monday. Bro. Bro. <laughs> I still need to watch NXT. Apparently that match was fucking phenomenal. Um, I feel like I shouldn't swear two minutes into the episode. I was about to comment <laughs> It's fine. Sponsor us. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, so big news coming out of the NFL that we're going to talk about first Kareem Hunt, who got dropped earlier from the Kansas city chiefs after videos, um, came out of his allegations. (laughs) Yes. Domestic violence. We'll just call it. We won't go into the details. Um, but he got released from the chiefs. I was laughing at what you were doing. (laughs) We were going, (laughs) he, he got caught from the chiefs. And everyone thought that, you know, it was going to be a while until he signed with a new team. Well, today the news came out that Kareem Hunt is being signed to the Cleveland Browns. I mean, it's basically you, like, unsigned, you know. It's the same thing. It's the Browns. <laughs> I love the move. I mean, for Cleveland, it's smart because um, you're on the way up, and now you just added another offensive weapon. But, like. Screw PR, I guess. Like <laughs> They're Cleveland. <laughs> Can they get much worse? We went winless, so now we don't care about our players. Exactly. 
Uh, <laughs> no, I love the move, though. Like, we saw what Kareem Hunt was able to do in Kansas City with Patrick, with Mahomes. So, like, so now he's got a quarterback in Baker Mayfield who's not as good, but I think he's got a lot of talent. So, I, I love the move for the Browns. I think it's great. Obviously, it's shitty PR, but say, I'm looking say, at it from no, a football stance. There's no denying that it's that the guy that the guy has talent. There's no denying what he brings on the field. But it's just three. It's only been three months out. Why were they so quick to sign him three months out from the incident? Because he's that talented. If he's that talented, wait. I'm sure other teams would have been in on him, but I honestly think other teams were gonna wait for uh, I, for I'm everything sure to cool off. I'm sure they did. But but three months is not enough time. The early bird gets the worm. Three. I'm months. not saying it's right. <laughs> like, if if they wanted to sign him that bad, I feel like the rest of the league, because I know I know there are several teams interested in in on him. The Bears were looking at him, which I can tell you right now, I didn't want him on the team. No. I really. I did not want him Fair anywhere enough. on this team. Fair enough. Like I I know the talent, but I wanted him to at least take a year away from the game. To oh, be completely that wasn't honest with happen. you. That wasn't gonna happen. Oh yeah, of course. But <laughs> I can tell you, but that's personally what I would have advised. I was like, just, just go away, just go away, stay out of the limelight for a little bit, and then, and then reemerge. But, yeah. through, but if you're gonna sign them, sign them during training camp. Sign them when you're almost, when you, when you're not three months out. Um, it's too. They damn were probably soon. worried that someone else was gonna sign them. I, I highly doubt someone was gonna sign them three months out. Um, <laughs> I mean, but Cleveland does what Cleveland does, I yeah. guess, and it's if if they if, if they're ready to take the PR hit, great. I mean, no team was ever going to be forgiven for signing him, whether they send him three months out or six months out, nine months out, week seventeen of the regular season. No team was going to be forgiven, or no team was going to be forgiven by, you know, by uh, that demographic, um, which can't say i blame them but it doesn't make matters any better if you sign them and you're naughty and you're the season literally just ended like wait till the wait till the actual fiscal year of the nfl starts if anything wait till free agency or at the very least wait till training camp so so pr has a clear-cut plan but I, yeah i guess but, i mean that's that's where my issue comes into play i mean i can if we're talking on the field I I love the move with that up and coming team. Off the field, it's just too soon to sign the man. I just think it's weird that Hunt got signed so immediately, but like, where's Ray Rice? Exactly. So like, he's say, not playing, like, and he shouldn't be playing. So like, it's not like, oh, like, oh. It's just where wh- why why is Kareem Hunt so different? Because Ray Rice was a talented running back too. Ray Rice, well, at one point, it could have been said that he was the best running back in the league. Yeah, and he was basically exiled, and now three, we're what two, three years since the incident. Ray Rice is out of the league, probably out of football in general. I just got the Google Ray Rice, and it auto corrected to Trey Rice, <laughs> and I got pictures of Rice. That's cool. Yikes! <laughs> Rat Rice. What is wrong with Google today? <laughs> Rat Rice, Ray. Thank you. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's there's a lot of different things that we could talk about as far as Ray Rice. He's 32 now. I don't know how old he was when it happened. but um, like Late 20s. He was still in the prime of his career when it happened. Uh, da, 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 13. Jesus, it was six years ago already. Wow. Jeez. I mean, age-wise, yeah, he's probably not going to get in the league because 30 is like the death year. 
for running so he backs was, in the but league. But he was 26. Yeah, no, he's not going to get back now. But he's AP. But he's, that's Adrian Peters. Yeah, AP had a hell of a year. Yeah, but AP was a freak of nature. Ray Rice still is still is a freak of nature. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I don't know. But what is Kareem Hunt though? Like 23. 20. He's young. <laughs> he's he's mid 20s, if that. I'm just saying. Like I. I don't know. I can see where people came from with the Ray Rice stuff. Um, you could almost. I guess I don't want to get into it too much. I, never mind. What? Did he not play after that? I don't remember. I thought he came back after that. Um. What was I saying? I was gonna say something and then I stopped myself. I don't know. I. I just think, like, if I'm an NFL team and you everyone is expecting Kareem Hunt to come back at some point, mm-hmm. why not just bite the bullet and take him before anyone else does? Like, I get that it's going to look bad, but like you said, it's going to look bad at any time. So why not be the early Three bird? Three months? Be the early months? At, be the early bird at least five months out? But some other team could do out. it before then. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you're Cleveland, you're sitting there like, okay – we could wait and make it look a little bit better. I want to know if they knew if there, because teams always know the general feel about when someone is roughly going to sign. He's twenty three. Good God. Um, <clears throat> teams always know when certain players or things are most likely going to sign, unless it's unless it's unless it's baseball and it's Manny Machado and Bryce <laughs> Harper, and then in that case, that gets tossed out the fucking window. Um, I don't even. Again, let me specify, I don't even care where they go anymore. I just don't. But football-wise, football-wise, every especially the the NFL, they know when there's a certain temperature as far as NFL players and when they're going to go and what's going to happen. That's why when the whole Antonio Brown thing hap- uh, w- went on a, a roughly a month ago, everyone's just like, oh, shit, because the move wasn't a, it. The, he's leaving. We don't know when, but he's leaving. He's leaving. Bridges have been too burned. And okay. in the words of Juju Smith, <laughs> in the words of Juju Smith, the Steelers need to stop being a bunch of Kardashians. But getting back to this issue. I was like, we're going down a tangent. And I right. have something to still say about the Kareem Hunt yeah, situation. <laughs> yeah, again, the Kareem Hunt thing, teams know when players are going to be signed. If they knew that he was going to be signed literally within the next two weeks, then I guess maybe. But if there is no inclination that he was going to sign and there was just general interest, you know, because every team has general interest in a player of that caliber when they hit the when they hit the free agency market, regardless of circumstance. But if nobody was really going to s- sign him, sign him at least for the next few months, why do it now? Why do it now? Because you don't know if no one's going to sign. Teams I, know. They I, have an, a general idea. I think this is broader than just like the Browns. I think the NFL really needs to start stepping in on some of these situations and. Um, really figure out what's acceptable and what's unacceptable regardless of talent because to me it's kind of unacceptable that he got signed so quickly and then you have guys like Ray Rice you have guys like Chad Johnson or Jacinko however you know him um, who didn't play after that I was going to say can I add on to your point too yeah. all those guys that you mentioned they clearly went out of their way and, and gave back to the community and to openly atone for their mistakes. Yeah. I have seen nothing of what Kareem Hunt has done. And you have And he's in the signs three months out. Colin Kaepernick, who need during everyone's precious national anthem <laughs> and he's still not signed. 
You have Ray Lewis. All right, let's not go down. Did a lot of bad things. Yeah, but he stayed in the league. But he stayed in the league. So it's just. That was a different commissioner. That was a completely different commissioner. Right. It's just. There's a. This gray line is getting bigger and bigger. And I think we just need to make it black and white. And if you want to incorporate these people back into the league, they have to do things like how you mentioned, where they do good for the community. They atone for what they've done. They, they speak about the they issues. Speak, yeah, yeah. They speak about the issue. They realize it's wrong. They accept it's wrong. Um, it's just you see this, and it's like, yeah, cool. He gets a second chance. But at the same time, you can't help but feel like this is inappropriate for everyone. Right. Does that makes sense. Right. I'm and I'm not saying that the man should have been blacklisted from the league mm-hmm. at all. I'm a firm believer of everyone gets a second chance. I am a diehard believer of that I would take that to my grave. Yeah. But the second chance has to come when the time is right. And when they deserve it, not right. when they want it. Right. And, again, I I could be wrong. Maybe I just haven't been watching a whole lot of other excess stuff about what's been going on in all the other teams that weren't in the playoffs, mm-hmm. even though the Chiefs were in the playoffs, but Kareem Hunt not on a team. But you, yeah. you get my point. Yeah. I want to know what he's done in these last three months. Ray Rice and, o- and Chad Johnson, they went right to work. I mean, granted, they stayed out of the public limelight for a while. But then they went right to work. Ray Rice going to talk to to the University of Maryland, going to all these different counseling things. Ocho Cinco donating all kinds of money mm-hmm. and everything like that. What has Kareem Hunt done? I legitimately want to know. Like, I legitimately want to know what Kareem Hunt has done. And if he's done something great in the last three months, but he's just been keeping really quiet about it, that's, that, that's amazing. He's killed two birds with one stone at that point. I just can't help to feel that the timing is too soon. Three months is too soon to me personally. But I, I but I still think he deserves to be in the league at some point. But three months is too soon. Um, He's still on the exempt list. He's still on the exempt list? So okay. he can't play. I was going to say, because the commissioner has to activate him from that, correct? Yes, because it's the commissioner's exempt list. Okay. And he is also most likely going to face a suspension. So that's still come That that will happen in the season. As much as I want to f- try to figure out how many games that is you can get suspended for weed for six games or peds for four six games and domestic abuse you only it's get like oh like, like a week yeah it's four, four and it can four. it can get cut down to two right so i mean they might lose them mm-hmm. for to be getting part of the season yeah so they won't hurt them yeah but, i but i think at that point we have to wonder if the league's gonna make a statement at that point are they finally gonna put their foot down on the because they botched it with the Greg Hardys and everything way too many times. I think they have to make a statement here. I agree. I mean, I yeah. It's a touchy subject, but and it, it's weird, too, because the Browns didn't really need a running back. No. They have Nick Chubb, who seemed to be playing very well for them. They started the to season. phase out Duke Johnson for Nick Chubb. Yeah, and they traded away Carlos Hyde because the coach wasn't using Chubb en- enough. So they traded away Hyde and said, okay, use the guys that are actually good. You know, and it's, I don't know, it was just, it's a strange move to me. Like, I, and I completely get your guys' argument where it is too early. So, and that makes it even weirder. Why, why would Cleveland sign a running back this controversial, this early into the controversy? I was going to say, we're not even through the actual fiscal, the fiscal year of the NFL hasn't even, hasn't even, isn't even over yet. Exactly. Yeah. So, I don't know. Super interesting. We'll see how that all plays right. out. I mean, football-wise, I think we can all agree that it adds a 
a great dimension to that Browns team. But I just, at what cost? I mean, granted that we could be singing a whole, we'll be, we will be singing a whole new song come preseason. The song we'll be singing is how long is it going to be suspended for? Yeah. But at least for right now, the cost, the the song that I'm singing is at what cost was this for? If you can, if they can shovel the, if they can take the PR stunt or the PR hit, they can. But I mean, like, I mean, like we kind of joked about, but we're kind, it's kind of true. They took a winless season. That is horrible PR as is. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting. Um, other news out of the NFL today. Kyler Murray finally uh, announced, made it official that he will be pursuing a career in the NFL and skipping out on spring training with the Oakland A's. I love this. Do you know why I love this? Be my guest. In the latest mock draft. <laughs> number six, the New York Giants oh. take Dwayne Haskins from Ohio State. That's stupid. And who's sitting at number seven for the Jacksonville Jaguars to draft? Kyler Murray, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> Jacksonville's going to get a new quarterback this year. <laughs> Honestly, if they don't get a quarterback in the draft, expect Nick Foles to be signed the week later. <laughs> uh, no, I, lo- I love this for – I mean, there's a couple reasons. I've made the argument for Kyler before that, you know, all, all in all, he needs to follow what he loves more. If football is his passion, he needs to chase that. If baseball would have been his passion, he needed to chase that. Um, if it was more of a split decision, I was telling him to lean more towards baseball because it's safer. It's a little more guaranteed long-term uh, career. He's got more guaranteed money coming out with the A's. You know, a lot less pressure being a baseball player than a quarterback. But it all comes down to his passion, and he said it's been a lifelong dream of his to play in the NFL, so I can't blame him at all. And he just won a Heisman Trophy for Christ's sakes, like, dude. And dude's gonna be at least a top ten pick. He's gonna be one of the top quarterbacks picked. He's gonna get that top ten draft slot mm-hmm. money. I agree. So yeah. So I I love the move for Kyler. I think it's gonna be good. I think it's gonna be good for the NFL. The dude's electric, so it's gonna be good. And now Dan Patrick can quit grilling him. <laughs> Did you see that interview? It's terrible. They just kept asking him, baseball or basket or baseball or football? Baseball oh, or football? And he was like, I'm not gonna tell you. I'm not gonna answer that. And uh hey. <laughs> um uh, we borrowed it from the backup studio. Huh? Yeah, we will. <laughs> so thoughts? I can tell you what was the thing that made him make the decision. And it's the fact that, and this had to have been what had done it. If I were him, this would have been the thing that probably would have made me sway to the NFL. The thing that would have made me go to the league where I know that I would get battered and bruised. And even though they say they they swear on their lives they're protecting the quarterback, they're still going to hit you hard. Hashtag AAF. (laughs) The only reason is that he wouldn't have to go through the minor league system. Him going yeah. him going to the NFL and him being a guarantee, basically a guaranteed top 10, top 12 player, 
means at some point in the next football season, he will be a starting quarterback in the NFL. I was going to bring that up, at, too. At some point. Because he's incredibly talented at baseball. Very, very talented. I guarantee you the thing was, does he does he roll the dice, have to deal with having every limb of his body hurt, you know? And not ha- and really on a week-by-week basis, putting your career on the line in a way. Especially at that position, he's kind of an under, quote unquote, undersized quarterback. I think the argument for that can't so is, is right. Exactly, Russell Wilson is exactly the reason why I think the un, the undersized quarterback argument should just be dead in the water by now. But whatever. The only reason I think he went to the NFL is because he he there's a potential of more money, and the fact that he's guaranteed to start sooner rather than later and actually make those checks. Whereas yet he get the five mil guaranteed from the A's. But who knows how long he'll be in the minors. He could be a career minor leaguer for all we know. Or they could, he could be in the minors, be the top prospect in all of baseball, and the A's just keep burying his ass down uh, down in the system. I don't know whether it's for arbitration purposes, service time purposes, all that, the other. That had that had to have been the only reason or the biggest reason. Uh, may, maybe there was more of a love for football at, at the end, but I guarantee you the, the prospect of starting – Literally within the next calendar year, in the pros, not the minors, the pros had to have been the thing that did it. Those are exactly the points I was going to bring up, too. Uh, first one definitely was money. Um, for 16 games a season at least, you get guaranteed a lot of money mm-hmm. uh, compared to the MLB where you're playing 162, 162 possible playoffs, which is series. So you're adding at least four more games. Right. Um it's it's a lot of playing time in the MLB, and it's a lot of. He's not even guaranteed to make the major league yeah, roster right out. So, he's got to take like the the crap. No no disrespect to the minor leagues, but everyone knows. I mean, there's been stories written about the discrepancies between travel and living arrangements for minor league players. I was and he's got to go through that. Yeah. Yeah, it's easy. There's a lot of teams in the major league. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of games, and it's very easy to get bogged down get overshadowed by someone from a completely different conference or division or league. So it's just like you get all of this and you're not even guaranteed that major league spot. You have to perform to get up there. Once you're up there, you have to maintain that. And there can be a lot of pressure and slumps streaks are a huge thing in baseball. Oh my goodness, So it's yeah. just, you get in that bad streak, you start off rough, you get in your head and then they label you a bust. Yeah. And then it's hard to, break out of that whereas you have 16 games you need a couple good plays people know who you are you want a heisman opportunity for more money i can see the appeal to nfl over mlb me personally being a huge baseball fan this would have been a harder decision for me i probably would have picked baseball even if i got stuck in the minors oh i'm pretty sure the last time i was on the show i told him to pick baseball i wanted him to pick baseball it's just it would have been big for baseball in my opinion especially if he wasn't a bust but i understand if you love the nfl you want to make the money. You know you can perform. You proved it in the college. NFL is a smart decision. Yeah. I personally want him to go baseball, too. I, I want him to go football. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I bet you did. <laughs> I mean, like I said, if I if I were him, it would be a tough decision. I might choose baseball. It'd be, it'd be a tough, de- tough thing to pick. But you know, as a fan, I want to see him play football. <laughs> I mean, as a fan, too, I'd much rather see Kyler Murray playing right away than trying to be like, oh, wait, who's the A's AAA team? Well, just 
just in general, I'd rather see him play football. Like even if he went straight to the the the, the majors, I'd rather him play football. <laughs> I'd rather him be in the league. Um, so his official statement that he put out was, quote, football has been my love and passion my entire life. I was raised to play quarterback, and I'm very much looking forward to dedicating 100% of myself to being the best quarterback possible and winning NFL championships. I have started an intensive training program to further prepare myself for the upcoming NFL workouts and interviews. I eagerly await the opportunity to prove NFL decision makers that I am the franchise quarterback in this draft. He's got the talent to be the franchise quarterback I in that draft. I agree, yeah. I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to be great. Now, there's also the reports that you brought up earlier that Kyler Murray is, quote, too small to draft for the for the Giants. I hate that stupid. I, I absolutely hate the line of undersized quarterback. Yeah. I, I hate it. Unless he's literally my height, which he's not, he's fine. He's 5'10", 195. That, that's, <laughs> and he's a mobile quarterback with a big arm. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, it would have been great if he was 6'2 and had that ability. But he's 5'10", a strong arm, and the, sh and the shorter you are, the more agile you can be. Yeah, you're probably going to be susceptible to taking more hits. You probably can't take him as much as you can as a bigger guy. But because he's not a 6'3 white guy pocket passer, he's undersized? Like, get out of here. I mean, yeah, but to be fair, there's only been two – I mean, the Bleach Report thing said 5'10". Um, the, there's only really been, like, what, two exceptions to this rule so far? What? Oh, Russell's 5'11". Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I mean, how tall is Drew Brees? He's not that tall. Yeah, like he, him and Russell are the exceptions, in my opinion. I'm under and, the mindset, if you could play, you could play. And I'm looking at people like Dwayne Haskins, who is most likely going to be drafted over him, who is 6'3", 218, a brick shithouse who can play quarterback. Can I be honest? I, I, didn't see, I didn't see the big hype with him. He's just a good quarterback. I didn't. Okay, yeah, he's all right. He's a redshirt sophomore, and he, he, he was – Amazing. I ain't. Yeah. I try, I watched a few Ohio State games. I was kind of watching. I was like, eh, there's better he quarterbacks plays, out he there. He plays a very professional game. He does. Mm-hmm. He, is he? He so he's so Kyler's shorter than both Wilson and Breeze. If you can play, you can play. If I agree, but like it's you know there there is the thing where like okay, a quarterback needs to see over the offensive line. Like I'm not saying that he can't play in the NFL. There's obvious worry about it though. 5'10 is still isn't that tiny. He's but not. When you have 6'4 linemen. <laughs> yes. At least, yeah. What, but DeForest he's got 6'4 linemen in front of him you in got college. DeForest Buckner, who's damn near twice his size, coming at him. <laughs> so are we discounting the fact that all these college guys who are undersized are playing in front of line, linemen who are 5'2? Like, that's why I hate this. I mean, I can. <laughs> right exactly like i can, like in a way i can get the argument but then i look but then i look back and i'm just like wait a second it's not like they, it's not like it's new to them it's not like playing behind bigger linemen is new well They're no just, but the linemen are gonna up. be bigger yeah the linemen are gonna are gonna be bigger and those he's probably and he played in what the big 12 they're freaks in nature in the big 12 too 
It's not like he played in front of five behind five five guys. It's not like playing. It's like oh, an undersized quarterback. Well, no, but NFL players are still going to be bigger than college players. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because the same players. Unless who, you're looking at the Badgers, but that's they're an exception. <laughs> I mean, bigger wise, yeah, but there's not. It's not like we go from like six foot linemen in college to like Giannis and Atacumpo's all over in the NFL. <laughs> that would be impressive. That would be very impressive. He'd best be playing wide out if he's that tall. Damn. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, and I, like I said, I, I don't, I, I'm not for those arguments. I'm just playing devil's advocate at this point. I think he's going to be a good pro. So but do I. as an NFL executive, I could see where the scare would be. And if I'm the Giants and I'm trying to find a successor to Eli Manning, who won me two Super Bowls, you kind of have to play it safe a little bit. So you take the best. So you take an electric quarterback like him. The, it's the or you take a guy with less risk. The problem with the problem with the Gi- the problem with the Giants isn't the quarterback position. It's the fact that no one could protect the damn quarterback. No, Eli the- was pretty terrible. There's a difference between pass blocking and run blocking. I get it, but and, and there's also a difference between Eli trying to throw the ball and Saquon running it. I'm, I'm saying that like an O line is still necessary, so you can't blame the O line. Oh, I'm not. Oh, yeah. Well, Saquon Barkley is also kind of a f- another freak of nature. I'm just saying, that offensive line is leaky. It's very leaky. You cannot tell me the New York Giants offensive line is no, leaky. It's terrible. It doesn't matter if it's eat. It, 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 Kyler Murray. Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> He's not that hey, mobile. Cole. He's more mobile than Eli Manning. Anyone's more mobile than Eli Manning. I'm just saying I want Kyler I want Kyler to go to Jacksonville, all right? You'd be happy if you got Haskins too, wouldn't you? I actually wouldn't mind Haskins. All right. I just want a new quarterback. Can you make Eli Manning run a forty? I like, just want to know. Like no. now? Yeah. Like, I I don't want to see him be shamed. I, just want, to know. I want him to ride off into the sunset, which he should have done a few years ago. We ain't gonna get that now. You're right. <laughs> Who knows? Peyton Peyton went on a better team and did something. Maybe Eli does. <laughs> yeah, I would like that. <laughs> Recall the Thomas Case Keenum obsession. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Will he? Yeah. First season was just settling in, all right. How'd that one year coach go for you guys? Hey, man. <laughs> And now, oh, look, you have a defensive coach now. <laughs> anyway. Case Keenum will figure it out. <laughs> Let's talk some wrestling. Bro. Bro. Okay. So, WWE announced at a live show in Johannesburg that they, one of their featured matches was going to be an intergender match between Dean Ambrose and Nia Jax, right? They announced this uh, middle of the week last week. A few days later, they told Dave Meltzer, just kidding, we're canceling this. <laughs> they said, we got some backlash for it. Thought about it. <laughs> we didn't want Dean to get injured on his way out, so we pulled it. So... Dave and Brian Alvarez are speculating that one of the sponsors from WWE said, we will not sponsor you if you do a woman-on-man match. (laughs) 
which I can understand. I, 49 City Bear. They also put Nia in the Rumble. <laughs> so, like, where's the difference? It's only one man beating on her instead of, what, four? <laughs> so. I'm just saying that. That was a rough segment, all right? At the time, it was like, oh, this is so cool. And then we got to, like, oh, that's a finisher. Oh, that's a finisher. Oh, my God. They are they're beating on this woman, and it's not fun anymore. So it's just like, uh. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, I have no problem with it. I think it'd be a fun match. I think they could make it entertaining. I think Dean Ambrose could make it entertaining, especially right now. Did you see him on Monday? He is in he is in that mode where he's like, I'm leaving and I don't care, and it's really fun. Is he leaving though? Yes. Don't just don't. <laughs> What's kayfabe anymore? He's leaving. <laughs> he's been unhappy with creative for years now. He's been on no. He's going home. He's gonna go. He's gonna go in the Indies. He's going to do one death match, and then he's going to retire and go live in the mountains. No, he's going to go live in the mountains because death matches pay up the butt. <laughs> That's the plan. He's leaving. Like, I hate that. I, everyone's like, oh, it could be a work. <laughs> no, it's not going to be a work. There's no. But anyway, oh, speaking of Dean Ambrose, actually, the, the WrestleMania plans came out. If So if Roman would not have had if, if his unfortunate circumstance did not come up and if he would still be wrestling if he's still universal champion the plan was for dean to turn on them at survivor series right and then dean was going to win the rumble and face roman at mania for the universal championship that would have been an incredible storyline i am really mad we didn't get that it's super sad, obviously, the circumstances. But holy crap. That just sucks that we lost out on that. And then all of this crappy booking happened with Dean Ambrose. And Dean said, you know what? I'm not getting my Mania match. You guys royally screwed up my heel turn. I think I'm done here. I think I'm going to go home. <laughs> I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all. So I hope, you know, he's slated right now. He's in a feud with EC3. They've been fighting a house show, so it's a, it's an actual feud. And I think it's going to be the Mania match. So hopefully he puts someone over on the way out. I would hope so. I hope he cares enough to put someone over on the way out. Obviously, they would give the EC3 the win, but I don't know. What about EC1 and 2? Apparently, that's Braun Strowman and Dan Drake Maverick. <laughs> I want that T-shirt so bad. Um, what was the other thing that I mentioned we were going to talk about? This is why I need to write things down. <laughs> Quality content! Quality. Fuck. <laughs> it was something else. It was something else with wrestling. Becky. Was it Becky? I don't know. Play with me, Nikki. She talks to herself. Um... <laughs> what was it? Fuck. Yeah, but that was that what I was gonna talk about though. I was telling you that. I mean, yeah, we were talking. I mean, yeah, we could talk about it. So she was suspended last week on Raw because she won't go see a doctor. And then on SmackDown, she just kind of shows up, has a segment with Triple H, leaves, and now 
she got invited back to Raw tonight. Like, Stephanie was like, hey, Becky, come to Raw tonight. It's like, what the fuck was the point of the suspension? Like, why suspend her? There, I, I am convinced that they also see the similarities between her and Stone Cold, and they're just pushing that. it. They're just pushing it down our throats now. They suspended her because and because she wouldn't see a doctor. Literally did that with Stone Cold. She's now basically feuding with McMahons. <laughs> the first time that Vince got a stunner was because he wouldn't go see a doctor, and trip and Vince suspended him. It's literally the same storyline. Like they see the comparisons now to it. I think they're pushing it. And I've seen a lot of people online. Well, they're trying to push. The, they're trying to push Becky versus Steph uh, Stephanie at SummerSlam. Yes, which obviously I would love to watch. Although it would be for the title. Nah, it's fine. <laughs> it would be good. But um, what was I? There's people online who don't. There's people online who don't like the storyline. There's people online who are like, everyone needs to shut up about the Becky and Stone Cold storyline. Like everyone's like. Everyone's like, ooh. <laughs> They're just like, why is everyone comparing Becky to Stone Cold? It's stupid. It, it, it's not there. It's like, okay, it obviously is, though. Like, she's organically over. She has the black t-shirt, white lettering. Simple little thing. Can Charlotte Flair fuck off? What's wrong with Charlotte? I'm so annoyed. She's like a copy of Becky at this point. But, like, it's forced. And I don't like it. And it's like... How, how much do you need to be in the spotlight before you can fuck off for a little bit? Okay, well, that's WWE's fault. I just, okay. <laughs> All right. Take it but Charlotte's good. No. <laughs> Name of a Charlotte match that has been bad. False. <laughs> False. <laughs> Ronda's best match. Charlotte. That's all Charlotte. That's not even Ronda. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Thanks for proving my <laughs> Thanks for proving my point. Um no. Well, yeah, she is. <laughs> but that's a whole other story. Um I don't know. This whole Becky Lynch thing is I think it's a little forced. I don't think she needs the McMahons in there either. Um I do like the story they're telling because they're basically just retelling the Summer or the Survivor Series storyline where she got injured so she got pulled from her main event spot. And now she's injured again, quote unquote. She's not actually injured. Um, so now she doesn't want to go see the doctor because she doesn't want to lose her main events a spot. I I think that's a great storyline. I I think WWE needs to chill with all the injury storylines, considering of the amount of people that are also legitimately injured. <laughs> and out that's fair. So it's just like, oh, but they're actually injured, you're fake injured. What every storyline here is everyone's dead and uh, we're trying to make do. So like, I don't know. It's getting old. I just I can't wait for Kevin Owens to come back. I'm just getting tired of this. These constant. I mean, they're technically not the authority anymore, but I'm getting tired of the who's the hottest person on the brand right now. Right now, let's conveniently put them in a in a program. I won't even call it a feud. Let's put them in a program with the authority and give and give them the good old you know the rub from the McMahons well, she doesn't she doesn't need it my i no, Becky I, Lynch I does not Becky Lynch does not need it, it the McMahons to further I what agree. to further her product right now a corporate Finn Balor 
Stop. Um, Don't make me hate. I agree. She doesn't need it. Like she really doesn't need it at all. But then again, the storyline kind of needs it because of what they're trying to tell. So I'm not, I'm not terrible. And I think it does help her, even though she doesn't need it. It does elevate her. So this is starting to seem a lot less Rhonda versus Becky. Whereas it's starting to seem more McMahon's versus Becky. It does. It's almost the fact that the that the title has now be almost become a, a person who has the title has now become a sideshow for the thing that's actually being taken center stage, and then they have in Ronda to drop in a one liner once and now every now and again, and then that's about it. It, which 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 sucks. It I feel like they're making it more about the McMahon's than anything right now. Mm. For which again, Becky Lynch does not need Vince or Stephanie. Or trips, except I don't or mind, Shane. I don't mind Triple H. Well, Triple H, if it, trips H is the H only is one I can t- I can yeah. kind of tolerate because I mean you know he's gonna do right by Becky. His promo on Tuesday was fucking phenomenal. You know, I mean we all know trips is gonna do everything in his power to to, yeah. to get Becky over. I mean she's already over, but again, does she need it? No. Why are they implemented? I don't know. I guess it makes sense. I don't think she needs a McMahon bump here. She doesn't. Her and Ronda alone are fine in this feud with the threat of Charlotte looming. I hope to God not. But You don't want Charlotte in the match? I do not want Charlotte in the match. I want, I want that Survivor Series match that should have happened. What do you mean? Why? Have, have Charlotte go take on Asuka again. I, want, I simply just want Ronda and Becky. Okay. Let me play devil's advocate. If, no. you're gonna, if you're going to bring up the fact that Charlotte's been a part of every big woman's thing, I get that, but it's time for Becky and to that's take not, it. That's not even it. Okay. Which, I mean, okay, that is a small part of it because it would be Wait. the first women's main event. Let, so you want it to be Charlotte has big. been a part of every other big woman's event since the woman's revolution or since she's even been called up. It's time to give Becky the She wasn't that, in that the first rumble. Who, Charlotte? Yeah. But she, but she won the belt off the hottest person. War woman in the industry at the time. And Charlotte had the belt. No. Yeah, exactly. So she wasn't in the Rumble. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> she was already champion for the billionth anyway, first time. Okay. There is a legit storyline reason where they could put Charlotte in. And it would make a lot of sense and help for this story. Because at SummerSlam last year. It doesn't need to be furthered. Why not? Ronda's check it out. <laughs> so you need, a, you need someone to. Tell the story everybody wants. Have Becky beat Ronda, be the man, all on her own. And then Ronda checks out like she always does after she loses. Shut up. Which is, no, it's a, that's, a, that's a great story. It is a great storyline thing, yes. I hope they, they prob- use it. They won't, but I hope I, they do. I hope they do. And then Becky's the man, rides the wave until it dies and someone new steps up. Do you remember when Charlotte came back before SummerSlam? No, because I don't care. Okay, she I came, do. She I came do. back, I do. and she entered herself into Becky's championship match. And then, and then she SummerSlam won. happened. She won the title off of Carmella. Becky turned heel at SummerSlam, right? So now, Becky has another one-on-one title shot. Charlotte can work her way into it, and everyone's going to go, Oh, no, Charlotte's going to win. Oh, no, Charlotte's just there to take the pin. Ah. But then Becky can beat the fuck out of Charlotte. Make Ronda tap out to the disarmor, and wo- and WrestleMania can end with Becky standing over both of them. Yeah, no, I like my idea more. Okay. Also, <laughs> Becky 
as much as great as Becky is, she is not the best female wrestler in that company. No. And we have seen with Ronda. That's what I'm saying. Why not add in Charlotte, who might be the best female wrestler in that company, and make it a better match for a triple? Like, okay, because here's the here's the. If you just put in Becky versus Ronda, right? No, just hear me out, okay? If you just put Becky versus Ronda in the main event of WrestleMania, and it turns out to be a meh match, right? It's a great ending. Becky gets the title. She stands tall, right? But if it's if it's a not a great match, then people can go back and say, well, why would we put women in the main event of WrestleMania? The last time we did it, it was a crap match. Why not throw someone who makes matches better in there and make it a triple threat where it can be a lot more action? Question, aren't you the same one spots. that's also really been talking about Ronda's ability in the ring as well? Yes, but she it's with good people. <laughs> Becky's not the best in the company, but no, she's definitely good, up there. It would be a good match, but there's a, there's potential for it not to be a great match. If you put Charlotte in it, it could be a great match. Granted, Ronda's I, in it already, so it's already potential not to be a great Okay, I don't know that, where you're okay. getting that from. Granted, I know Survivor. <laughs> granted, I know Survivor Series isn't Survivor Series is not WrestleMania, but was that not going to be the Mania or not? Not Mania, the Survivor Series main event. So it might have been. So why so has it? If they were so eagerly ready to pull that trigger then on a Big Five show. Why not have that on the biggest? Because of, it's the biggest as compared to Survivor why, Series, why which not? is arguably the lowest of the big five. It makes more sense to put it. Vince to, almost canceled Survivor Series a few years ago. It almost makes sense to just have them one-on-one on the biggest of the big five. I, I agree, but I don't, I don't like people complaining about putting Charlotte in there. Because, first of all, she's a great promo. She's a good heel. People hate her, so she want they people will want Becky to win even more. It'll help Becky even more. It'll be a better match, arguably. It'll still be a good match, but it'll be a better match if it's a triple threat. I am just under the umbrella of why is it that every time seems recently, especially recently, every time that it's finally you know you know Becky's finally reaching or at this point I'd say she has the damn proverbial brass ring at this point. Charlotte's always in the shadow. Like, she's always there. You can't have a Becky storyline without Charlotte. When they were yeah. friends, if there was it Becky. there. Yeah. Why can't they just stay apart until the inevitable four horsewoman angle? It can. They can stay apart after Mania. Why can't they stay Charlotte apart now? Charlotte can be the chicken shit heel and stay on S- SmackDown. Why can't they stay apart now? For, like, if this you, is going okay. to be the woman's main event. They've why, already. Why does, it ha- why does Charlotte always have to be piggybacking? I don't want to say piggybacking. You know what I mean. Because like, why she's does- Charlotte. <laughs> The company loves her. Okay. Look at her last name. <laughs> yeah, I'm fully aware. And that's part of the reason why I think they keep shoving her everywhere. Probably. Um, but <laughs> but I, she's good, too, though. I'm not saying she's bad. I'm fully aware she's good. I'm just sick and tired of every single Becky storyline, and this is the hottest Becky has ever been, and yet Charlotte Flair is still in the equation. Why can't it just be Becky? Just Becky. It will Becky. be after Mania. Becky will it run Monday Night Raw. It should not have. It should have been like that before should be like that now. I don't see the problem with it. They're just arch rivals. Like, there was a stretch of like a year where Stone Cold, The Rock, and The Undertaker were all fighting for the championship. 
I also was like four, so I couldn't. I've gone like, back and watched. Right. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, but like they're big stars. Charlotte's I, I, like one of the biggest stars. Becky with is the, the last biggest. name of one of WWE's greatest poster. Movement. Exactly, it's it's that, good PR. That's a double-edged sword in my. I mean, in in the in that case, I almost kind of feel. I don't want to say feel bad for Charlotte, but I kind of do. I would. Somebody... It's got her seven championships. Well, that's where the good <laughs> side comes in, and then the other side is all the negativity because, like the same comment you just said, seven championships equals must be a flair. Uh that so. My my point is, I I just want a Becky main event or a Becky match that I don't have to think about Charlotte even being in the vicinity. I personally and you might you might get that. I want I personally want Charlotte to go fight Oscar again because there is no one to fight Oscar on SmackDown right now who is a viable opponent going into Mania. Charlotte is literally the only one on the SmackDown roster because it seems like every other woman on the SmackDown roster is vying for the tag team belts. What if they bring someone back to face Asuka? No. Why not a Trish Stratus? No. Why not? I'm getting really sick. I'm I'm getting tired of the of the. You have of, two of championships. Why not do something like that? I'm just. Why I'm, not do Why not do Kyrie Sane, Io Shirai? If they called them up, but now it's too. I think it's too late to call them up now. There's like two months. This. <laughs> that would be so weird. And they've already made the big Plus spiel I, about... I'm pretty sure EO is facing Shayna at the takeover. Right. But so, I want some... There's got to be someone, like a legitimate foil on the SmackDown roster to take on Asuka. And there's no one. Carmella. <laughs> yes, but again, involved with the tag team belts with Naomi. Okay, they're not winning. <laughs> But still involved. For this weekend. Still involved. They need to start building that feud, or a feud for the belt ASAP. She doesn't and even have a match this weekend. She's not going to get a feud built until point, next week. My point exactly. Why are we shelving the woman's champion? They built her up, and then they killed her again. I'm she has the belt. To, I'm just trying to prepare you guys because they have been running Charlotte and Becky these last two weeks. Asuka has literally not been on TV since the Rumble. And they haven't done anything with Charlotte and Asuka. <laughs> Why can't there just be Charlotte you know and Asuka? Make it a multi-woman ladder match. Put oh. Naomi, put in Mandy Rose, put in anyone. Yeah, easy easy pencil in victory for Mania is exactly what I yes, want. Yes, I think Mandy Rose would be the clear favorite. But anyway. <laughs> Stop. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. Oh, my God. <laughs> you did not. Fuck. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't think it would be a terrible thing if Charlotte goes in. It's not a terrible thing, but it's not my I most ideal. I don't want it. I don't. That. Okay? <laughs> like you're a small proportion of the WWE audience. <laughs> well, shit, count me in on that, too. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, it's not. We outnumber you two to one. Who's small now? <laughs> it's, not, it's not the most horrible thing to happen. I just would, ra I would just prefer it not to and happen. And that's fair. And it I might. I think it'd be cooler if. Becky beat Ronda one-on-one. -on -one. Epic story. Total height, like, peak of the man. And then follow whatever flows after that. What's more badass than beating one person? Beating two people. Uh, beating the <laughs> baddest woman on the planet one-on-one. Yeah, and, on and, one, and making her tap and making her check the fuck out of WWE so she can go play with her husband to make babies. I mean, he's not wrong. No, he's, he's really not. 
I would have used different no, terminology. I, I, I completely agree with you. I'm okay with either stories. And honestly, I, I've, there have been rumors that they are changing it to just a single one-on-one match. So we'll see as we get closer to Mania. Let it be known, though, that I probably, when it came down to it, I probably would enjoy the triple threat because it's a good match. I just don't want it. I just really don't want it. Last thing to talk about that I just remembered. Mustafa Ali is out of chamber. Yep, it's going to be quick. Mustafa Ali is out of the chamber. Way to ruin it for all the other cruiserweights. <laughs> True. Uh, yeah, he's injured with a tailbone injury. Thanks, Nia Jax. 205. Bye. Yikes. And uh, my boy Mustafa, damn. <laughs> I love Mustafa. He's great. He's fantastic. And he has an orbital eye injury from... Uh, Is it a fracture? I think so, yeah. That sucker looked fractured. It looked pretty swollen. And then he tried to wrestle with the live events, and it got worse. Yeah, he's that he's, was his own he's, mistake. He's not making mania. Um, by the way, Becky's back wrestling at live events, so she was definitely not injured. But uh, yeah, so Mustafa's out. Well, Becky's supposed to wrestle a live event next month in uh-huh. in Chicago, Rockford. Rockford. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see who replaces Mustafa, because I I suggested in the chat either Shin or Rusev. Josh got very offended with the Rusev idea. Oh, so Rusev can lose again? Yeah, because that's obviously his role in the company. <laughs> but a New Day member would be good. I think Xavier Kofi would be good in that spot. Even Cesaro, I think, would be good. You know, throw the bar in there. Uh, I looked at the rest of the roster, and because I think Andrade and Ray are going to have a match, so those two are kind of out of the equation. Or they could hold that match off until Fastlane if they wanted to do one of them, because Andrade would be very good. Uh, replacement but yeah that'll be interesting looking towards smackdown tomorrow night but anyway yeah that's all the time we have for this one tom thanks for coming thanks for having me uh it's always a great time you know uh, i got a lot a little heated <laughs> there at the end um but you know i just i just like being on and i hope people don't get angry about me being heated because i love you all Thanks for coming. Yeah, you can, you can take off if you want to. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta do a different interview for the station now. So. Yeah. Yeah. Connor, yeah. go ahead and take us out. All right, first round KO. We are on Anchor and iTunes, other platforms, Twitter. TV. I'm getting there. I was gonna plug you. I got you. <laughs> oh God. Well, I've just been uh, disoriented. Um, we're on Anchor and iTunes. Yeah. On Twitter, follow the podcast at FRKL Podcast. Follow Kyle at Austin2K18. Follow myself at Connor underscore seven. Follow Tom at Tom First. That is T0M1ST on Twitter. Links in the description. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm supposed to say next. <laughs> in the next episode. Not sure what we're going to talk about yet. She beats me. <laughs> it's going to be a slow. Actually, we got the All Star. We got All Star Weekend to talk about. We do have All Star Weekend to talk about. We can predict because the participants are in that. Yes. We can predict who's going to win. We can. We can talk about MVP. We can talk about uh, dunk contest, three point contest, all that fun stuff. All right. Well, there you go. We just planned that out on air for you. <laughs> Look at that. We'll see you then. Until. Sitting on the dock. 
and I'ma reel it in. Begger, begging, please don't make me feel this again. Things are getting eerie like the lake that's down in Michigan. Had a good year, kinda tired, where the Michel is. At the finish line, go get the checkered flag. Take a couple more shots, that's extended mag. I don't mean to brag, you smell the scented bag. I pull up solo at the function, I'm a tennis stag. Stone cold bachelor, acid rap and chancellor. Couple years in amateur, but never had a chance. We are, you see me as a challenge to manage your intuition.